Hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to another sword porn episode of Think Spiritual Podcasts. I am sitting here once again with my very good friends, my brothers. All right. Bernardo and Gonzo. Cheers. Pleasure to be here again. <laughs> Always happy to come out. Well, today's a little different because we didn't watch an 80s movie this time. We watched a movie from the 12th 2000s. century. <laughs> oh, it was a 12th century movie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went way back in time. The classic. classic cinema. No, but this is a movie from the 2000s. It is a foreign film, I guess. Yeah, it's a Russian film. It's a Russian film. From 2007. Called Mongol. And it is really about the rise of Genghis Khan from his childhood up to the point where he... I guess where he becomes Lord of Mongolia, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, Khan of Khans. Genghis Khan. Genghis, where he becomes Genghis Khan. So his, his name was... Temujin. Temujin. And he... He became Genghis Khan after all the Khans decided that he was the king of all Khans. Yes, but he had to fight his way there. Absolutely. But that was... Yeah. It was interesting to see that this was not his goal in the first place. Uh, and, and as we got towards the end of the movie, I, I realized it's like, oh, it's like this is the story of the reluctant king overall. Now, you guys are saying that this movie is fairly historically accurate, I guess, according to the... Uh, secret history of the Mongols. The secret history of the Mongols. Yeah, okay. it's it, the, it basically, as we said, the, if there had to be a good movie about Genghis Khan, this could be the only one, because there's no other way you can make this work. Right. Because the story's yeah. just too big, and if, as we watch the movie, you see cuts from one broad chapter in his life to another one, yes. and to another one, into, like, yeah. giving you, like, as we said, it's like the Batman Begins yeah. of Genghis Khan, in a way. Well, let's put it, it didn't show any of the good times in his life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> let's put it he that was way. Minor. The build <laughs> yeah. They were very minor. He was very, like, very minor moments in his life where it's like, okay, I'm at peace, I'm happy, this is what I want, and it's all, he's sold into slavery again. Essentially. Yeah, he like, had to fix it. It gives you a nice, broad idea of who he was. Yes. Right? And how the story yeah. started. Like, eventually, on your own, you gotta break down the details, because there's very small details, for example, that they, you know, maybe because it'd just be too much to film It'd be too much. You, you can't keep an audience entertained with so many characters and so no, many and, things. No, and not with a person's life who has it's larger than life I, I i mean literal mythology lived out and 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 i recognized so many stories that were parallels to biblical stories absolutely uh as i talked about there was the there was the story of joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers Sort of. I mean, they weren't his brother, but I mean, they were his brothers. His they were people. his own people. His own kind, yeah. So that's the story of Joseph being sold into Egypt and yeah. then being raised up a king overall. Yes. Uh, there was even there was the Moses moment where he essentially wrote like, almost, they weren't the Ten Commandments of the Mongols, but he made four four or five laws. Yeah, yeah. it was, I, uh, I, don't kill women and children. Yeah. Uh, do not forget, never forget your debts. That's right. And never betray your Never betray your Fight your enemies to the end. That's right. And never betray your con. Yes. So and the, those four laws. The, real the four commandments. There's yeah. four more. I don't recall. I think maybe they just didn't have, maybe they didn't think of them. Maybe I don't know why they didn't put them in. These were the most important. Well, those I were the think. core foundations. Yeah. And, and we saw him enact that right at the, towards the end. 
When <laughs> Sorry, Bernie's trying to drink my sparkling water. It is so good. <laughs> we can get you some more. <laughs> but, but yeah, and it's awesome when you read his story and you see how his philosophy grew. He was like a lot like experimental. He would see something. But that's like I said, it's like it, he was reluctant. It, it was like all along what was chasing him because yep. his father was Khan. Yep. And all along what was chasing him was to be Khan. Now, in one sense, he was sort of forced on that because other people wanted to kill him. Yep. Yeah, his father was and, taken and, wrongfully and, from and, him. And, and, become, and become Khan. And, but, so, like, nobody wanted to let him become Khan. For one thing, but then it's like when he had the opportunity, when men were following him, he didn't take the opportunity then either. And, exactly. he's, and he's sort of thinking, nah, he's like, I don't need to do. But meanwhile, it's like, even as a child, he went to, he went to that, uh, he went up the mountain of, uh, Tengri. Tengri was the, so this was the god of the Mongols. Yes. Yeah. He's the god of the Mongols. Essentially, he's the, the yeah. sky father. Yes. Great blue sky. So as a child, he went there and he, what did he, I, I forget now. What did he ask Tengri for at he the beginning him, there? He asked him, what, to, was free. It, he asked him what, to free him. I actually, think. wasn't it? Oh, right. He asked him to free him. Yeah. But didn't he ask for revenge or something? As well, he was something along those lines. Something along those lines. But then it's like, so. Yeah. He asked him to help him never forget. Never forget. And that was the thing. So then it's like his whole life, it was sort of chasing him. This idea of become Khan, become, become the leader of your people, become, yeah. and he's just like, mm, he's like, I just want to, he's like, I want to be with my wife and my children, yep. more or less. It's like, I have this now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you realize that, that that will not last. Right, because it kept getting taken away from him exactly. every time. Every, every time he had a moment of peace, it was taken away, away from, from him. him. And it wasn't, uh, so, so in one sense, it really was like he had a destiny to fulfill Absolutely. O yeah, overall. honestly. And, it, and uh... it was chasing him his whole life mm -hmm. kind of thing. And and so so now it's like, yeah, like you guys were saying, it's like, this is not a man that they teach about in school. Well, it's not. Because apparently he's supposedly... Bad. He's, he's, he's supposedly the bad guy, but it's like, you know, if you look There's at There's more it, to history than meets the eye. There is well, no... Right, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, but that that's the way we're told. I mean, look at the how the media feeds us now. Exactly. True. Like, like they only feed us these half-truths and things like that. One thing I realized, too, just the other day, is, like, we can't even know... What? A, a tenth of one percent of what goes on in the Absolutely. world overall. And that is even, so even, true. Even if we were told the truth exactly. Yeah, we wouldn't believe how it. How can we be truly sure? You know, we, and, we be sure? And we can't even know, we can't know that much though anyway. Yep. So it's like, so we, so we should go back to these stories of old and study them and see, it's like, okay, well, even, okay, this guy was purported to be the bad guy, shall we say, maybe he wasn't, right? So, yeah. and that's, that's why we need to ask questions about what is going on and, in the world. And maybe yeah. for some people, he was the bad guy. For some right? people. And that's some the thing people, about humans. Somebody's always the bad guy for somebody. Right? right? And that's the thing <laughs> yeah. is that it's not like, you know, what the media tries to portray or, you know, that it's the clear black and white, you know, like there's the clear villains and the clear good guys. Yeah. The thing with men is that we're such complex. Yes. Right? We can yeah. bury, it's a very thin line that we're walking yeah. back and forward. Yes. Right? Yeah. And there's times in life where, you know, maybe you have to kind of hang over on that other side, maybe on the black a little bit. 
Yeah. But then you have to go back to Whiteside to reassure. But that's why we have to. It, it, that's walking the line between order and chaos. Exactly. Like we. Yep. Like we always and, say. And it's also when you delve into your shadow side, into mm-hmm. your dark side, into the into the things about yourself you don't like, and it's like, okay, I don't. You know, why 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 do I have to look at these parts of myself? And well, it's because you need to transform them Absolutely. in some aspect or use them to your advantage. Uh. And, and that's, so, I mean, I, I was looking for the hero's journey in this movie. And then when I realized it's like, oh, he's the reluctant King. So like, this is the case for all of us. And well, I mean, like we were talking about with, with the, uh, with the upcoming presentation that, that, uh, that I'm putting on and you guys are participating in, I mean, this is the idea. This is, this is what I want to tell you be your own hero. But I mean, the hero ultimately has to take up the mantle of the king at some point. Yep. That is the point. So we all have to become that king in our lives, even though we might be like running from it our whole life. Yeah. So we all have to be that Genghis Khan in taking control of our life and, and, yeah. and finding what our core values are and finding out and yeah. figuring out what our own destinies are. Getting out there thing. and literally getting, I guess, you know, you can't uh, run putting away shovels forever. in the ground and, you know, grinding it out there on the step yeah. like he had to do. Yeah. Whether your step is your workplace or, hell, even your home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Or just your own internal struggles. Yep, true. For that matter. Just overcoming those, uh, even even just overcoming, say, like your own nihilism, for instance, exactly. or something like that's a big beast to face sometime. Yep. Yeah. Christi- like- Christine and I watched the movie The The Shallows, which is just... Uh, oh, yeah. I think I've seen that. Which is just the girl... With the great white, right? With the great white there. And I realized partway through, it, it's like, oh, what... So I went back and listened to the conversation she had with her father. And it's like, oh, it's like the shark is nihilism that she's having to fight. Really. It's like then the, the waters are the depths of her soul sort of thing. And you get to see Blake Lively in a bikini. That's not a... You can't complain. <laughs> you can't complain can't, about that complain. part of the movie either. But it's like, there's actually is some depth to the shallows here. It's like... Yeah. So, but I mean... Sharks, great whites are kind of like the Terminator. They're on... You can't reason with them. But right? at the same time, I mean, the movie does not portray them correctly. But that's not no. the point. You have, you have to... You, you, you have to suspend your... Sense your, of disbelief. Yeah, your sense of disbelief for the... It a, was what a, it needed a, a, to be. Yeah, right? exactly. It could yeah. have been a dragon, it could have been a manta ray, it could have been a sea rat. Exactly. It so doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but <laughs> in regards to Genghis Khan, this is the crazy thing. You guys are saying that this is exactly how his life apparently was. Turned out. And in fact, the, the real story is more interesting. <laughs> Even more interesting. <laughs> See, and, know, and that's crazy. So, so, I mean, these myths, these mythologies, these ways we live, this hero's journey, it's ingrained within our very being. Of it's who the we same are story lived through many lives. Yeah, and, and some people actually really physically live it. Exactly. Some it's people do. We don't, we don't all physically live it. Some people, so are, some people are blind to it, right? Some people walk yeah. through life with blindfolds, yeah. which I think it's probably the saddest and the most common. Yep. Yes, unfortunately, right? yeah. And you also find a lot of times those people end up going into self-destructive, uh, I guess, uh, pathological avenues. Yeah. Right? Well, again, that that's where that's where the nihilism comes in, which I yeah. I'm beginning to think is like maybe our biggest enemy overall is just yes. that that feeling of pointlessness to everything. Yeah. Possibly, I, I know a lot of people in our society feel that way. I've been there myself, 
and I overcame that somehow or other. <laughs> I think it was just constantly working at it, constantly trying to figure it out, constantly. It was just it like... Not it had you, man. It, it, yeah. What's that? It not had you. Yeah, and, I, but, it was, it, but it was me, like, constantly battling with it and constantly questioning it, constantly facing it. Awesome. And even at one point, sort of just being like, yeah, okay, it's like, I'm, I am a, I guess I am a nihilist, like even sort of identifying with it for a little short time, mm-hmm. even, and then just kind of coming to realize it's just like, no, 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 there's got to be something. And for me, it just came to the point where it's like, well, the, the point, the point of living is just to live, basically. The point of life is that there is life. And it's just, you have to accept it and you, ha- you have to nurture, you have to nurture your life and grow your life just as it is. Yep. Like you, you can't always expect it. You can't always expect to be, to be Genghis Khan for real mm-hmm. yes. and go out and conquer and, uh, and bring people together and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. empire building. And especially, I mean, it's like we have 7 billion people in the world. So, I mean, how unique are you ultimately? True. It's like, everybody says, it's like, we're all unique. Yeah. Great. Aren't we? <laughs> now repeat with me. We're all unique. We're all unique. Yeah, right? <laughs> Join with us. Be unique with us. <laughs> okay. It's like it's like, the, it's like the like all the kids lined up with their gangster hats and their tattoos, and they're like, "We're individuals, man." That's right. Yeah, you're yeah. now in the same crowd as all the other tattoos. Right? I, I, I am who I am because of everyone. And, <laughs> and I think that uh, also, I guess that's also one problem. Is uh, I guess don't want to go into a tangent here, but like rebellion for the sake of rebelling. Yes. Right. Some people yeah. are like, I want to be different just for the sake of being different. Yes. Not because right? it pro- not because it provides me with a meaningful, like, truly right. meaningful exactly. experience. For example, yeah. the sh- the stuff I like that I'm into. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't care if the entire world was into it or just four people. Right. It's what yeah. it means to me because it yeah. matters. That makes it special, right? Yeah. That would make something authentic than yeah. being a poster because a poster doesn't just have to be the guy that's following the crowd. It can be the guy that's just going away from the crowd for the sake of. For the going, sake of going away from right, the crowd, yeah. Right, because yeah. in the end, both ends are unauthentic. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, any any extreme is out of balance. True. Right? I agree. So so to, to be in balance, you got to... I mean, the, the only way you can balance a seesaw is to stand in the middle of it. True. Or have two people who are the exact same weight on the other <laughs> <laughs> But even then, one can push up and one can push down. So exactly. It's, uh, so, yeah, yeah the... I don't know where I was going with that, but I think that's what Genghis Khan was trying to do. Ultimately, he was trying to bring balance to, to these people, to his people, because they, they were, were being cutthroats. Right. Yeah. They, they got to the point where they stopped uh, following their old traditions. Yeah. Even. And his father had told him, he's like, if you turn, he's like, if you turn away from the traditions, even if you're your enemies, into chaos. The world so, will, yes, that's right. The world that's, will fall into chaos. That's right. So, so we have to believe and follow these old laws. And that's yeah. why I believe when, when no one else stands for something, even if it means to stand alone, yes. you will have yeah. to take up that mantle. 10,000 against one. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, and that's the story of the con, man. I freaking love that. Apex album, You're right? yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from Unleash the Archers. It's oh my god, awesome! So I, I ordered the flag. I'm gonna get the flag in yeah, here. Hang those banners, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna get that. I tweeted to Unleash the Archers. They did tweet back. <laughs> so it's really? Like, That's awesome. They did, but it's like they didn't follow. But oh, well, whatever, it's still cool. <laughs> I want to see. Uh, I want to. I want to look at that Apex album a little because because the whole the this it's 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 a story. Yeah. Oh, lyrics. So I haven't looked at it really deeply, but I'd like to do that. And if it's got something there, it's like I want to contact like the uh, the guitar player, the writer, 
and see if he'll see if he'll do this. That would be so. so awesome. That would be that's that's a no. You talk about a tangent there. That's a tangent. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of which, we need to go to a concert sometime, dude. We do. Yeah. Well, there was what was it? Well, I posted. Yeah, brothers of metal. Holy crap, man! Yeah, dude. I couldn't believe that. I was like listening to this and like that song of Ig- Yggdrasil. The, I love yeah, Yggdrasil. Yeah, just like, from, yeah, what is it? The roots of Yggdrasil. Roots of Yggdrasil. I love that song. Man. Oh my goodness! It's yeah. just phenomenal album it's just like these guys kind of came out of nowhere like they, they yeah they were just a swedish band that was f- opening with other bigger bands yeah and, they and toured then with they, they toured yeah. with sabaton but yeah. i think they right. didn't have the budget to come to an eight no so they, like <laughs> they, they, they were living in a minivan <laughs> <laughs> down by the river <laughs> pretty yeah. much somewhere yeah. in the fjords and, and you know what that's all great bands though like name me a great band that was there and, they didn't start, you know, that didn't let, start let, there it's not a great band yeah, yeah. no for sure so yeah it's, Another good band, I mean, another good song that I was thinking about that just fits perfectly with what we've been talking about of Finding Balance. Oh, here's another tangent. Uh, let, next time when you have time, Google a song called uh, When Balance Slays a Demon by Old Gods of Asgard. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 From Alan Wake. Gon- Gonzo sent it to me. He sent you that. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I love that yeah. song. Balance Slays the Demon, yeah. I yeah. mean, very 80s. Like, I mean, like, very more, 80s. more 80s than 80s it's, were. It's the most I 80s, said. 80s song. Isn't <laughs> it? I was just catching the thing. I was playing this game, but and the game kind of yeah. like, it's like, meh. Like, the game's like, whatever. But then all of a sudden, the part of this game, you go into this area where there's like this two Viking brothers who are named Odin and, oh, I forgot the name of the other one. But they're like, in the story, supposedly, like, they're just two metal br- dudes. Okay. They love yeah, Viking yeah, yeah. metal. Yeah. And, like, the ghosts come in, so they start yeah. blasting the heavy metal to scare them away or whatever. <laughs> but that's playing in the background. And that song came on. I was like, yo, this is actually pretty sick. <laughs> and I found out that a band's not even a real band. It's like a tribute band to the uh, band. Okay. Like, the yeah, actual yeah, band yeah. kind of sucks. But yeah. when they make this kind of songs, they're sick. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's just on that. <laughs> Good song, though. Anyways, back we're, to the steps. Yes, we're off the tangent of the movie, but that's fine. So yeah. If we can talk about metal, maybe we should have a whole episode where we just talk about metal. Hell yeah. <laughs> that point. would never go wrong. Metal is the, I'm just going to bring that up and we'll end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the most misunderstood genres. Yeah. Oh, actually, so okay, misunderstood, okay. I, man. I am going to share this bit. I don't know if it ties in or not. Yeah, right, say anyway, it, say but it. But anyway. Say it. I, I found this YouTube channel and it's, and I was... So what it was, it was a guy sitting there, an old guy about my age, sitting there with his son, and his son's hmm. got long hair, young kid or whatever. Yeah. And so he's so he's listening to his son's metal music, and looking, reading the lyrics of it, and going, "Okay, this is the twist here. This guy's a pastor in a Christian evangelical Christian church. Wow. His son's listening to like hardcore." heavy metal like non-christian yeah yeah this guy's sitting here with his son on a podcast on camera listening to the songs listening to the lyrics and then going he's and then he's saying in the thing he's like oh he's like i really agree with what this band saying overall That's so true. it's like i i was crying watching this because here i, I am here i am so seeing true. this man build bridges with his son so instead of telling his son That's it. that That's it's like you can't listen to this devil music He's listening to it with him. If they only knew what devil music really was, man. It, well, yeah. Only they yeah. knew what devil music. You want to know what devil music is? It's the crap you have walk into, into yeah. like twenty four seven. I'm not even yeah. joking. You man. know what yeah, devil no. music is? The pedophile, the pedophile rings in Hollywood. 
Yeah. That's devil music. Yeah. Like, right? All this. Like, are you telling no. me really, like, Iron Maiden is a dead? Dude, those guys are lit. Well, but that's the, that's the <laughs> beauty Absolutely. of it. And what we're saying is just, like, Yo, yeah. oh, man, I don't want to get too far from original. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure Jesus would listen but to metal. But we have to. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> is a metalhead. I don't care what yes. everyone says. I don't says. care what everyone says. Jesus yeah. is a metalhead. Yes. Yeah. All right? Period. <laughs> like, I, I have yet yeah. to find a genre that's, aside from classical music and folk music, that's more, like, I guess, meaningful. Every other genre has this, it's always about this sense of loss and, you know, it's, and it's all you hear in the radio, right? She left me, this happened to me. Or money, money, money. money, It's about embracing the pain and fighting back. It's about becoming more badass. Yeah, right. It's about about power. It's about you've hit the rock bottom. Self-empowerment. Now explode up, man. Like Disturbed, man. Don't tell me Disturbed isn't the most motivational, like, Pretty like much gym workout. Pretty like, much. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? This is why like, I only I hate it when you go to gyms and you listen to Taylor Swift or Katy Perry. How can you do curls with forties oh, listening to Taylor Swift? Yeah. You're destined to fail. Yeah. <laughs> when you have metal, you cannot fail. No, no. You know I, what I, I mean? Know. Like it's just. I, no, that's the thing. I had Brothers of Metal on when I was at the gym today, and and just on the treadmill, and I'm marching to it right right and dude? so it's like so i'm cranking i'm cranking the incline up to like five and a half degrees kind of thing and just like boom, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, just like awesome. trucking yeah. her right See, but it's yeah, true though because like, when you have that kind of like it like triggers something <laughs> primal in your brain yes and it's telling us when you have this plane like you you have no chance you cannot fail now you have to do Too great old. yes because <laughs> you know what i mean yeah okay it's now back though. to genghis khan though now that that music doesn't have like a little tinge in your spine that you never hear when you hear any yeah. other music. So the way this ties in, anyway, is at the end of the credits, there's they play heavy metal. Actually, yeah, yeah, exactly. With, what with, with, about? with that Mongol throat singing yeah, yeah. in the background. It's like and folk it's, music and, and metal like, together makes heaven. And it's like the one time I actually wanted like eight minutes of credits, and there was like three. <laughs> I know, right? It was taken <laughs> away to from be us. true, man. Yeah. <laughs> Too good to be well, true. Well, we also got Mongolian folk oh. metal if you ever want to listen to it. You think, have Mongolian th- folk oh metal? Oh, How yeah, can we have not told him about that, dude? What? Okay, so next thing we're we're gonna have okay. to get you into Mongolian, Mongolian death metal, metal. and folk metal. Folk metal. Okay. It's yeah. It's, yeah. That okay. sounds it, cool. It's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. For anybody, Tanger Calvary, go check them out. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Say again. Tanger Calvary. Okay. I'll send you the links, man. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, it's like Mongols are like throat singing and like Mongols and metal mix. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Let's gotcha. put it that way. Yeah. Okay, well, no. Now, if it sounds like if it sounds like the end credits of this movie, then uh, it, yeah. it's gonna be good. Uh, so like, yeah. like when you listen to that, like suddenly, yeah. like the the feeling to raid the world intensifies. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the feeling <laughs> unfolds for the known world definitely intensifies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Now where the heck do you leave off? No, Genghis Khan. But we can. That's well. I mean, we can conquer the world. Really? With, well, with, yeah. With, yeah. It's not always with, with a blade. That's what people that's forget. That's right. With ideas. Yeah. Now, exactly. that's the thing. He's had to deal with the means of his time. Remember yes. that he was also an intellectual. He wanted yeah. to conquer people's spirits. And he didn't have the internet. Yeah. He didn't have the internet. <laughs> he had a relay race of like 1,200 horsemen. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But, uh, Frankly, I would prefer to be honest. In these days. Okay, I like horses. Yeah. But uh, but no, like, but you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, you doesn't. Well, his one of his dying quotes was, I, I conquered man to teach some kinship. Ironically, that was one of his quotes. Mm. You know, so take whatever you want from that. Yeah. Right? And, you know, even yeah. throughout his history, although sometimes he tended to contradict himself, I believe he was on the same path as us, in a way. 
in well, its own well, I mean, it's there, right? You know, well, like I mean, that, that, that path of the hero's journey is there. Exactly. That is something that we have to do within us overall. Uh, we, we, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but I mean, everybody's kind of crying for that right now. True. You and, know what but, I mean? Yeah, it's just those that are honestly willing to take up the torch. That's what people forget is that even though you have it in you, you yeah. still need to take it up. Yes. Right? Well, that's what I that's those, what I say too about yeah. the the hero's journey starts. You have to take the first step. Those forty fives aren't going to curl themselves, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You still have to take the first step, no matter what you do. Aye. Whatever, whatever it is, if you have something that, if you have a plan, if you have an idea, nobody can take that first step except you. Yep. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do the. You you have to. You you have to take up the mantle and carry it. True, and like I said, and it's funny how these concepts always came up before. Uh, you have to let go of a lot of things. Yeah. Right. That are yeah. burning you down. Yeah. And in, and instead of uh, for example, seeking pleasure, seek the instilling the inst- the self instillment of discipline. Right. Instead of pleasure seeking or stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or yeah. and things like delaying gratification in any way. Right. Stuff like that. For example, uh. And it can start with something very simple, like you want to become more of an early waker. You want to be able to wake up earlier to get a head start in your that day. you got to go to bed early. Yeah, right. No, no more just... bench watching Stranger Things at like 2 a.m. <laughs> I know, right? Or stuff like that, right? Or, yeah. or, or, you know, you set up an alarm, let's say 5. And then a week from then, you start setting it up to even earlier, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. Or even like when you're going to the gym. <clears throat> start with a heavy chest session. Yeah. Then take a day off, then go back again and see how that feels. Right, yeah. you don't have to go like one mistake that I made when I first started hitting the gym is that I went all out every day. Yeah. You went. I went all out like yeah. crazy, and I blew myself out. I got yeah. so tired, yeah. and then what happened? Two weeks have went by, and I didn't do anything. And then that yeah. two weeks turned into a month. Then that yeah. went yeah. into a year, right? Yeah. And soon enough, you're as fat as you were before. Yeah, <laughs> just as, but more tired now, right? And, now yeah. and the thing, like I went so su- we went super hard for like two months straight. We didn't stop. We went every day. And we tired ourselves out. We we took it yeah. out of balance. Yeah. No, it's right? a, it's an extreme, right? Yeah. It, it, again, it's getting that pendulum swing and going too far the one way. True. Exactly. For example, the, the... Which we must be wired for that, ultimately, because, like, we get excited for the... Well, yeah. For, it's for, true. For, we, for, we had, like, a... It's a survival mechanism, eh? Yeah, maybe. It must yeah. Yeah. You know, having to want that almost... that it, Because I guess if in those extreme scenarios, you would need an extreme measure to get out right or to succeed yes. in that yeah well, so maybe we're, we're the... still you know i always say we're more we're more cavemen than we are whatever we are now yes whatever right. we think yeah. we we're are still anyways. we have we, although we are uh, <laughs> well, we still have all the same drives exactly all the same True. Exactly. but maybe the difference between the enlightened man and the unenlightened man is that the enlightened man is not owned by his vices but he owns them he owns them and yeah. the unenlightened man is yes. owned by his vices yeah right i mean that's you know one of the few differences right yeah you still Driven by the same irks or urges or needs. Well, can you recognize them? Can you recognize them? Right? Can you act on them? Can you transform them into something True. that exactly. you can actually use? For and that's the difference between doing and knowing why you do, right? Yes. That, when war simply does, yeah, the other one knows why a, he does. Awareness and conscientiousness. Yeah. The difference between the sheep and the shepherd. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The shepherd, the sheep just does. The shepherd knows why he does. Yes. Right. right. And the wolves just pick them off. They're the exception. <laughs> like the Mongols, they're the exception. <laughs> yeah. But the wolves should be given their due. That's a thing. Absolutely. Uh, people tend to forget that wolves, just like sharks in the ocean, are the equalizers yeah. of our world. Yeah. 
Without right? them, yeah. it'll just be Without them, and destroys yeah. itself anyway. Wolves yeah. saved Yellowstone. Too many of them, and there'll right? be nothing left. Yes. A lot of people yeah. can forget that wolves are the ones that saved Yellowstone. Right? Ah. They started hunting them for a while. Yeah. Right? To help with the caribou population. Yeah. And yeah. what happened? The caribou population started Exploded. driving itself extinct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they introduced wolves back in. Yeah. It's only different plants that had not been seen for decades yeah. started growing back. Yeah. Because the caribou. See, I feel like that as human beings, I feel like that that was our grand overall purpose. But we feel well, bad about was killing. To, was, to be, <laughs> was to be caretakers of the planet Overseers. in that regard. Stewards Overseers, of, yes. Stewards of the world. Yeah. Yes. Stewards of the world. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that, and maybe we'll get to that point because because we could we could be using technology to do a lot of that mm-hmm. too. And I mean, a lot of people, a lot of conservationists and things are doing doing that kind of Being work, influenced. which is but, great. Uh, but uh, but at the end of the day, the, it's the mega corporates, the power, the you know, the, a lot of corruption. Yeah, because yeah. there's out. so much we can do yeah. against a company that regularly clear cuts forests in Borneo, right? Yes, you know that yeah. sort of thing, right? And uh, and I guess it, you know it, we get it, we get told this all the time because it's so basic. But in the end, in principle, it's true. The way you choke them out is by stop buying their products. Yes, KitKat no, exactly. will not be KitKat if you stop buying KitKat. No, exactly. It will disappear, right? Yeah. But it's simple to yeah. but or just like McDonald's, right? People are aware of the of what McDonald's uh, the harm McDonald's actually causes. Yes, worldwide. Yeah, right. But, but numbers we still want that McTurger on the rush in the morning. Yeah, right? yeah it doesn't matter yeah, because the numbers are the greatest weapon, right? Genghis Khan knew that. Yeah, yes. And the companies know that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess no, they're using that... they're using our own uh, our own impulses against us. It's yep. a perfect thing. O- it's overall, perfect strategy. And it's yes. the, the as we said, the weak will those who don't know themselves that are yeah. the most. What word am I looking for? Um, susceptible, susceptible to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To that. And that's probably the majority, right? Because because the thing is, Genghis Khan could not have. He was the he, exception he, of he his could, kind. He, he could not have been the Khan. He could not have been conqueror of the known world. Exactly. Without those sheep. If everybody was Genghis right? Khan, they would be. <laughs> well, right, but but that is the point, though, is that we do need to all become Genghis Khan in we our do. way. Each yes, each one of us within our own life and within our own way, we do need to become Genghis well, Khan actually, because yep. it's the only way to really have a truly civilized world master, yes. master yourself right right yeah because if, if always, every person yeah. masters themselves mm-hmm. but i mean at the same time too see this is something i'm realizing as well because a lot of people i saw this tweet that was uh, uh the person had said it's like we uh <laughs> i can't remember if they said it was their goal or if it was but anyway it's like it's like let's end suffering for all of men mankind. And I'm I mean, just ending like, all life. I mean, just like mm, <laughs> ending suffering hmm, entirely. Okay, what would make us human then? If we had not, if we if we didn't, because part of what makes us human is our suffering and then overcoming it. that suffering overall. Yeah, it's yeah. It, that's so a, which, which I know, which I know is a little bit of a fatalistic attitude in one sense. But at the same time, it's also a realistic attitude because yeah, actually you you could end all your suffering. It's a very complex uh, concept overall. Yeah, it it, it Uh, is. Instead of instead of uh, I say ending suffering, which is not only an insane burden you're putting on yourself, not only realistic. I would say yeah, putting on yourself. Yeah, it's it's if you take the burden, the burden of caring for all humans in the world. 
not only have you ultimately failed already, yes, you, you know, you yeah. like you're putting an incredibly burden on your shoulder. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, that's why we in our first college talk we talked about starting from your garden, from your backyard. Yes. And moving on yeah. to the other ones. That's what yeah. it did. It all all it does is all it takes is one step at a time. Like yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, 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 and and that's exactly uh that, that's exactly one of my main points of doing this presentation on Be Your Own Hero is that yeah, you do uh, work on yourself first. You take care of yourself. You build your inner self. You build, you take the throne of the kingdom of your soul. Then you clean up your backyard mm-hmm. you know, after you do all that. Yep. Now it's like how far outside, uh, how far outside of your backyard you need to go is then your decision after you've mastered yourself. You don't try to go and change people in Africa when, you're when, con- when you when you haven't mastered yourself or cleaned up your own backyard exactly <laughs> like like it's you like, want to put your hat in the ring when you hadn't even trained yes. you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah when you haven't done the tra- yeah how can how and, can you expect others to even listen to you or take you seriously when you haven't gone through some shit and done the and, and that's and maybe that's what it was about Genghis Khan too. He, led by example. Because he, he, he led by example. Right. And right? He, he constantly went through that pain. So that's probably what people saw in him too, is like He was it, like them. Well he was relatable. Right. He was a core simple. Relatable. Traditionally the, people, the Mongol yes, nobility right? yeah. were they had people adhered to whatever they said. Right? And the thing is, can you imagine that well, especially when it was a turbulent time? Yeah. Right? When Genghis Khan was Genghis Khan was I mean, Mongolia in the Middle Ages was already pretty turbulent. Now, the time he was born into was specifically a turbulent time. He was almost right? prophesied to be born. It was, like, it was, it was during the, fr- mm. the, the, F- the start of the Second Crusade, and the East was pretty much destabilized. Yeah. Right? And a lot of Mongols uh, were either being enslaved or fighting each other due to lack of territory. Right. Right? And stuff yeah. like that. And apparently, there was also a small mini Ice Age that happened. Oh, really? A miniature Ice Age. So, for some reason, some parts of the world got really cold. Ah, right, yeah, and that was for a period of years, yeah. which might have led to the Viking invasions. <laughs> oh, okay. right, Vikings going south because it got too cold. Right, I mean that's yeah, one yeah, theory, yeah. right? That's yeah. one possible theory. Yeah, right. But uh, no, but uh, for example, as I was saying, can you imagine Genghis Khan had just walked up to like any other Khan and been like, "Hey, I deserve like all, you know, I deserve uh, all your warriors and everything because my dad was a Khan." <laughs> well, that's right? what. Well, that's what I mean. That's why people cared about him is because he was he would sit beside you right he had his men beside him he wasn't on top of them yeah right? so no what he did he is was he literally you know he he literally went into slavery for a whole bunch of time during his youth yeah. and he went and they don't show this in the film but he went and found his father's best friend who was his one smaller con oh, okay and then they built up their conet bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. And then he found his blood brother, Jamuka. Yeah. And then they even got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Right? And of course, the rift happened between them. Yes. Genghis yeah. rewarded merit. That was, the, that was the other biblical story, was the story of Jacob and Esau, basically, yes. and the rift between them. So, sorry. So sorry uh, oh, no, don't worry about uh, it. Uh, uh, so, so Im- Im- Imogen, did I get Temujin. that right? Temujin and Jamuka. Temujin, that's right. Yeah, so Temujin Jeez, rewarded... I, I can't remember that. Yeah, don't worry. Temujin uh, rewarded, or Genghis, let's just call it Genghis Khan. Okay, yeah. Genghis Khan rewarded... That'll make more sense meritocracy. to listen <laughs> Yeah, Tem- Genghis Khan rewarded merit yes. when Jamuka rewarded standing. And most yes. of the world standing. was like that at the time. Most of the world yeah. was the way Jamuka so saw the world. That's why his way was so unique. Right? Like you saw Jamuka say, everything here is mine. 
Yes. Right? Genghis Khan took yeah. a quarter and gave the rest to his men to divide amongst themselves. Because he knew that their loyalty was worth more than the gold he was getting from that plunder. That gold mm. would quickly find its way of chi- in Chinese coffers yes. down south. Yeah. But the loyalty of those men were his to the end. Yes. Right? And he yeah. knew that. Yeah. Right? Geng- it's, it's, it's written that Genghis Khan's men loved him fiercely. Like, they yeah. treated him like their father. Yeah. Right? Were like at the moment of his. Can you? Well, that well, that is the case. I well, I mean, uh, I mean, look at Jordan Peterson right now. True. Like I, I mean, he has like, a huge following. Yeah, and some some of them are rabid dogs. Some of them are uh, like uh, guys uh, that don't clearly don't listen to what he's saying. No, no, they they don't really hear the message. It's they, like they when into light fires. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, there are those that hear him, and there are those that look at him as a father figure. And, though, Lu- and he actually, I feel like he so, pulled, he's, he has cured a lot of people. Of that, like self depression, yes, like, pulled him out. Right? I, I, I would hope so. Yeah. Well, I, I, he says he has people coming to him all the time that are saying it's just like you know I was in a horrible place, blah, you know. I know it's funny it's... how isn't it funny how a lot of the things that Jordan Peterson tells you, it's kind of common sense things that your grandpa would have told you. Yeah, but it's exactly. Like, it's almost like yeah. we needed a facepalm reminder. Yeah, a non pop cultural reminder. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's also the way that he conveys his message. It's all the way he conveys his message. It's all simple. Like, it's not this big, complicated. And he uses a lot of stories that are well-known, right? Like, he he tends to use Disney stories a lot, right? Or mythological stories. Because the The way he conveys that message, he can speak to the the common man, right? While it's still saying something... Very... um, Something deeper. deeper, More intrinsic, right? yeah. Right. Yeah, which is something again that we're trying to do here as well. We're we're saying that exactly. the, that these we're saying that these crazy movies that are like look like just war movies and yep. sword hacking and all this stuff like that. We're saying that it's just like, hey, no, there's something deeper here. Yeah, these open are open your eyes. These <laughs> these are uh, open your eye. Open your heart. Open o- your heart. Open yeah. your emotions. Open everything. Open you know and True. and examine. You know, drink it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, it's like here's here's the layout of the story, and this is how it fits into your life, and what. So yeah, that's why I always want to pick kind of a theme to to pick on in the True. No. and because uh, with uh, Highlander it was you know overcoming nihilism, yes. and uh, I really liked the curse of immortality. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I really liked Kroll. Once we yeah. got into it, it was After like, we, I, yeah. I loved the way that... And it was the one that I thought the least. I know. I thought it was going to be like, eh, We shit, all watched but... it and looked at each other and went, what the hell okay, did we just watch? Like, this actually ties back to that, can I tell the story I was going to tell at the beginning? I yeah. Sure. It's, oh, it's oh, completely yeah, right. irrelevant, but it yeah, ties to yeah, that. Yeah. I, I woke up sweating yeah. in my bed. I had a nightmare. And in the dream, I keep getting knocks at my door. Like, I was in my room and I kept, and I didn't know, and when I woke up, I didn't know whether I was still awake or not. I, don't know I, had that, I hate had that, that feeling. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah, I hate that feeling. So oh. I keep hearing knocks in, at my room, in my room door. Okay. And this was in my dream. Obviously. Wasn't that me this morning? No, no, no. Maybe, oh. I don't know, but it was in my dream. <clears throat> and I wouldn't. I didn't want to get up, but at one point I got up, and a foot came, put his, like, there was a foot that got in the door between me and the... Okay. And it was the Cyclops from Crawl. Seriously? And then I fucking woke up. Oh my goodness! I woke horrifying. up sweating. He he wasn't evil at least. No, he anything, wasn't evil. But it's like but it was just like. Whoa. But a terrifying, terrifying figure to like have in your dream or something. Or like in like your that. room. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that was yeah. That that's all I had to say. 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution, Gonzo. You're welcome. No. It, it was fucking scary. Pardon his language. It's scary, man. It was oh, pretty yeah. scary. Hey, man. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, anyways, yeah, back on the scene that we were talking about, about all these films and stuff, right? And I, yeah, you know, I guess one of the tragedies, the great tragedies of our, uh, <laughs> of my generation is that I honestly couldn't see them having the patience to sit through something like that. They need quick Netflix material through through a crawl or through like Mongol even. Any of it, yeah, sure. yeah. Because Mon- Mongol was a well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't boring. It was but long. It, wasn't, it was a bit long. It was quite long. It, it was, was not three, exactly was, your typical war movie. It, no, it's, it wasn't it's, very violent. I would hardly call it an action movie, really. Right? No, I thought it was. Uh, it, it was like these extreme moments sort mm-hmm, of thing. It's mm-hmm. just like okay, war scene, bam, 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 done. Okay, now we're, we're oh, it's he's in jail again. <laughs> well, it's because the movie's not guided by by slaughter. He he didn't just yes. want to kill people. Yes. Like people have these. And it's not a Western movie, too. It's not. It's Russian. It's Eastern. But even so, even so, even though they don't follow the formula, it's like... and It It conveys the point, right? It It gets the point across in a way. And and like I said, in Hero's Journey terms, it's like, it took me a bit to figure out, okay, where is he? It's like, oh, it's just like, he's yeah, he's the reluctant king. All right, well, most of the movie then is refusal of return overall, basically, but it's... But because because he has to take so he has like he knows what his him, is. within <laughs> himself he has the elixir of life to bring to the Mongols yes and he's and he's just like but he's like I just want to live my life and it's like no it's like you're destined for greater things yeah you know just like Gandalf said you don't choose what would happen to you but you could choose what to do with the time that is given to you yeah yes right yeah. I would go back to that quote it just fits it just works so well <laughs> that's what makes those movies great. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. like literally, though. Like, despite like whatever bu- bullshit Hollywood spews at you or action, whatever you know, or garbagey stories, you know, like I guess just uh, like I guess what I call like uh, trash, like the I guess the film equivalent of uh, trash food. Right. Right. A yeah. fast with the McDonald's of the cinema. Right. Yeah. The right. McDonald's of the yeah, cinema. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's funny how a lot of that shit just gets so much views. It's yeah. It's insane. And no. some of it's, I mean, there, there's a certain amount of that that's okay. True. I, I mean, it's just like, uh, I, I, I mean, I think, I think going and eating a fast food burger, if you just ate the burger and not the rest of it, you're probably going to be okay with that. True. Like for the most exactly. part, for instance. But it, I mean, if you do it every day, all day, every that's that's not so good. But it's, <laughs> but and that's the point though too. It's just like. You do need to shut your mind down from this stuff, from from sort of like the soul searching and things like that. You you do need to shut that off sometimes. You, you you, you got to come back from the depths and, and breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we're we're deep diving whales, but we got to come back yeah. up and breathe. Yeah, at some so we're point, right? too deep or else you find form yeah. of extreme. Yeah, yeah you right. can't think right. too deep, that's man, right. or else you find Cthulhu, right? Nah, <laughs> that's always what happens. It always leads to Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny enough. Lovecraft is the ultimate nihilist. Ah, okay. Lovecraft is the ultimate nihilist. Okay. And his best friend, Robert E. Howard, who wrote Conan. Who wrote Conan. Oh, was that his best com- friend? Best oh. friend. Well, I best, did, I there were pen pals before pen, pen pals was a thing. There were pen pals. I did not know they were even... They were contemporaries. Uh, at the contempor- I didn't uh, know Conan they were and Cthulhu in they secret. They do a lot of tribute oh, stories. Really? Yeah, they're like... Arsene- he hates... Like, if I... <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, it's funny enough, uh, Robert E. Howard... So... Lovecraft would. Spew oh, that was probably the thing. The, that was probably the thing, the thing, thing that, the that came that came up from the from the, the depths. Yeah, yeah. one that, of the uh, dark he, ones. The deep when, ones. He, when he was in the in the dark dungeon under the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he just felt this thing come up, and he knew it had like 
he knew it had like tentacles and things like that, and he didn't. Yeah, um, so it's that's funny because they were what both contemporaries. They both yeah. wrote at the same time, yeah. and they wrote letters to each other because okay. they really liked each other's work. Oh, right. Okay. They had this yeah. like rivalry friendly, friendly yeah, rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, yeah. the, be- the best kind. Ho- yeah, Ro- Lovecraft. The best kind. Yeah. Lovecraft would spew these monsters at him. And then watch if Conan could destroy them. You know, essentially, <laughs> he would create. But the thing, what, the contrast about them is that, that Lovecraft's characters tend to become mad into madness and become nihilistic. Yeah. Well, Robert Psychopaths. E. Howard, uh, they, okay. they they overcome they it. They overcome it. Yeah. Or they don't care whether With what. Steel. Uh, yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're <laughs> yeah, fighting steel. a god yeah, or. Yeah, still dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's essentially the, the contrast between them, and they tend to fight back and forward about that. Yeah, right. right? Oh, and okay. ironically. Robert E. Howard was the one who unfortunately took his own life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting how he how that ties into that in a way. You so know? he either didn't face his own demons well, or also one thing is that Lovecraft yeah. was actually right. a caged. He was he was a you know what no you not Lovecraft, sorry. Lovecraft died from a heart from a stress induced heart attack at the age of forty five. Oh jeez. From a See, Lovecraft literally saw Cthulhu in his... Bi- like, he had visions of Cthulhu. There's some okay. good theory like, that he was actually possibly actually mad. Like, in a way. Like, like yeah, he's, he would... Say, like, all these, like, or... tentac- like, tentacle dudes? Yeah. He saw them in his room at oh, times. okay. So you can imagine. Yeah. Like, the kind of stuff. But also, he always heard whispering in his sleeping and stuff like that, right? And, like, that's, like, definitely, dude was that's definitely schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that's... is that he was... Both of them wrote... They yeah. both, both of their... When you read them... You yeah. can tell that these were very learned guys. Yeah, they, they were right? highly yeah, educated. Yeah. They were very yeah. highly educated, right? Yeah. And the thing is that, funny enough, look at their look at their origin stories because there's a funny contrast there. Uh, lo, uh, sorry, Robert E. Howard loved his mother, absolutely, completely. She, she, she. It was the only thing he, I would say, he treasured right. in the world. Yeah, Lovecraft absolutely despised and abhorred his mother. Ah, and in okay. fact, his mother never touched him. Right. She had. Him fed uh, by by nannies. Nannies. She had him yeah. close, but she yeah. never touched him. Like she never had. He never had any physical affection from his mother. Oh wow. Uh, Lovecraft, right? Yeah. And his yeah. father died when he was a very young age. Yeah. Uh, Robert e. Howard's father was very absent. Yeah. In his life, he was just another rigger. He was a Texas guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, wranglers, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or uh, cowboys, I guess, the cowboy types. Yeah. Right. And but funny enough, though. Uh, yeah, if you look at their, if you read both stories, the Lovecraftian mythos and the, and the Conan stories, they're both mirrors of their lives. Robert, if you know, mm. there's a reason why Conan is a tanned, tall, black-haired guy. Right. Because that's exactly how Robert looked. Oh, okay. And in fact, well, Robert... Slightly. Slightly, but you know what I mean? He's based off A little him. bit more. It's his perfect alter ego. Exactly. Perfect alter ego. Yeah, See, yeah, and yeah. also, also yeah. uh, love, uh... Robert grew up in this rugged wasteland, right. Texas, yeah. right in the thirties, right? Yeah, in the thirty thirties. Yeah, yeah. no, I know the dirty. This is, this is actually a pretty horrific time in history. Yeah, overall. and, and he, that was his yeah. teen. That was, that was his teen years. Yeah, right. He literally. It was kind of like Conan or Genghis Khan. Yeah, they they all come from extreme, uh, like uh, extreme, I guess, uh, environments. Yeah, but very honest. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know that sort of thing. And uh, Lovecraft, on the other hand, he grew up in New Hampshire. Yeah. Right in the in the old aristocratic quarter, where there was still people who considered themselves British, not American. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. And they were. He grew up amongst the arrogant aristocracy. The they like I guess sadistically intellectual. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Hmm. 
right? Yeah. In a sense, like the weird control, like geeks. That's yeah. the only way I can put it, right? Like, uh, yeah. I guess, uh, and he, 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 he describes life as a very grim black book. Right? That's literally, like, I guess the, the best way I can put it. Yeah. And Robert, in the other hand, he always saw himself as a rock against the storm. Right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, you know, there's stories of how he would go, because he didn't have a sword, right? But he yeah, had a yeah, shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had a yeah, shovel. Yeah. So there were stories of him walking down the desert in Texas, going to the, you know, to the local corner, to this, whatever, uh, I guess in that time, what were they called? Uh, convenience stores? The general stores. The general store. Yeah. To go get canned food, because in the 30s, you couldn't, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they were poor. Yeah. So, you know, he, he, he really had to struggle physically. Yeah. And mentally, right? Yeah. Where, uh, and also not only that, though, but uh, Robert was known for going uh, into the woods and swinging his shovel madly. <laughs> like, a, like you know, like like a like, sword, like a sword. Yeah. When H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft was known to go lock himself in his room and stay there for hours, hmm. just keeping it all in his head. Yeah. Right. So no, it's a, it's a it's very interesting contrast between both characters. Mm. That is interesting. Right. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, yeah. I I haven't read a lot of Lovecraft. I think I've read. I can't remember what I've read now. It's not something to uh, take. It, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. Be, don't go mad. Don't go mad. I'll put that <laughs> Don't go mad. Read more. Yeah, be more like Conan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Final thoughts on the movie, Gonzo. Final thoughts on the movie. Oh, man. <laughs> See, this is what, like, I have everything, but the moment you ask... Like, oh, oh, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, basically... Why, it why about, is it you love it so much, overall? Like, I know you love the movie. So it's, it's just... I think it's, it's something that, you know, as a guy... Or as, as a man growing up, or growing into manhood, yeah, it's, it's something that yeah. we can all relate to. It's right? like he had to become a man very early, exactly. Too, you know right? that idea like of it's, eventually uh, you gotta shed that. You know, you had you gotta put that, you gotta let that kid go. Yeah, right. Even yeah. though that essence will still be with you, it's always right? yeah. For but sure. You, at some point, you have to take that mantle, and the reason why is because if you don't take, right, if you don't take up that mantle, um, essentially. Well, well, how do I put it? If if no one else does, you'll have to do it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Because, I uh, and if you sorry. don't do it, no one else will. Yes, essentially. Well, because and and that's the case. That's the case in our lives because no one is going to do it for us. Or right. if you let somebody else do it for you, they're not going to do a good job of it. Necessarily. Also, uh, in the also, I find that when actually, I actually no, you know what? I'm going to redo that. Because <laughs> I wasn't happy with that. Okay. Tripping <laughs> myself here. Basically, be the change in the world, right? That you want to see. Yes. That's what Genghis Khan was. Yes. Yeah. He 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 was the physical manifestation of that change. Yes. Right? He like we said, he wanted to go off into the field and live happily with his wife and his kids because yes, that's what he, he wanted. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Right? But he realized that would not survive if he was not the one that took it up. Right. Right? Yeah. And that is why that story is important. Yes. Right? Because it throws you out there to you know, you have to do it because nobody else will. Right. Yeah. Or if it's if it's your destiny, if that's what you're supposed to do, then, exactly. then you better because the more bloody well you, do it. The, the farther you run, just the harder it's gonna get. Yes, yeah. And you're gonna end up having to go back to it anyway. You're gonna, always gonna end up in slavery. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yeah. how many times you're gonna have to be slaved, right? Right. So you have yeah. to take up the mantle and lead your army of Mongols. Yes. Across the steps, you decide. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the story of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Bernardo. Uh, to me. I think, because uh, I noticed this throughout the whole movie, uh, well, actually, also when reading the history of the Mongols, too, 
uh, he tended to be a guy that held on to him. To he he held on to his authentic self, doesn't matter how high how low he fell. Mm, yeah, right. It's true. He was always yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, he, he was always true to himself. Yeah. There was this, there was, there was this serene honesty to him that you know you could trust him. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. It's almost like this. Yeah. It's like this. Uh, it's like Aurora that he. Well, has he had around. nothing to lose, so he had no reason to lie. Yeah. True. Right. True that too. But I also see that he could have, as easily been killed. You know. Uh. Even though you know, yeah, he could have easily have died. Even even though he could have yeah. easily died, he still hold on to his or stuff. Be, or become the destroyer. Or become the destroyer. And that's actually a point yeah. I wanted to say. I forgot is that it's what I find amazing about this character, is that he could have very easily just been another scum on the road. Yeah. Right. He could have another been another brigand. backstagging con. Yeah. He didn't have to do it. No. Right. But yeah. he did, and that's what yeah. makes him important. That's what makes him relevant today more than ever. Yeah. You know. And not only that though, but also what I always find fascinating about this character and his story. Is that he comes out of the most unexpected place, right? Uh, he yeah. wasn't some, you know, he wasn't Alexander. He wasn't born into, you know, into nobility, raised by the greatest teacher in the world in the in the history of the Western world, right? Yeah. Or you know, or I guess some enlightened thinker, you know, Buddhist, or you know, something like that, right? Yeah. No, he was a normal, uh, you know, I guess anything as a story from Conan. I think it's very correlated. Yes. He was born to some backwater chieftain in the middle of nowhere yeah. and robbed from everything. Yeah. They, you know, the little that these people had already to begin with, he was robbed from that. But at the end of the day, he managed to become the, the one man that not only conquered the world in an evolutionary setting because he has so many kids, right? I guess yeah, right. In yes. a biological setting. Yeah. Right? But also, yeah. uh, geographically, he had the biggest landmass in the world, right? But also that he. He started a chain reaction and it literally influenced the way our modern world is now. Yes. Right? Yeah. A lot of the things that he did, like, the, of course, you'll never see it in the movie. It'd be way too much. Right? But this, this is a guy that he literally is the ultimate rags to riches story. Right? And to this, yeah. to this day, I yeah, still I always find it mesmerizing how someone could do that at the age from freaking nine years old. Right. Right? Yeah. It's insane. I do, I yeah. do not know where to start. Yeah. Right? Like, I know what I'm doing. You know, I know the things. I'm going to go hit the gym and stuff like that. Yeah. But this guy's just a whole new level. Yeah. Right? Like, no, we were exactly. talking about this yeah. is methodological quality stuff. It is. And the fact yeah. that, it, like, it was there. Yeah. You know, like, it's not out of the, yeah. and outside you know, the realm of possibility. You know the Mongols only lost two decisive battles during the history of their expansion? Really? It's insane. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts man <laughs> yeah because that would be yeah Insane. that that is that is crazy where where so essentially i mean had he lived longer or had his children taken over his legacy taken over done the done the same i mean yeah like they would they would have ruled the entire world not just the eastern yeah the eastern and portion. some of russia right yeah it would All, be it would be a very world. different world we would live in today most yeah, likely he would have definitely I, taken know, over i'm, not, I'm noticing these uh this trend of descendants ruining everything amongst many varied cultures. Same yeah. thing happened to Charlemagne, right? Charlemagne right. is considered the father of Europe, right? Right. The, the, yeah. the like, you know, the grandfather of Europe, because he essentially united it all, Central yeah. Europe anyways. Yeah. But after he divided it to his sons, because he cared so much about them. Yes. Right. Yeah. They all messed up. They, so they kept kings, dividing it. These kings carrying, caring too much about their sons. So, then, will, what then, they're gonna, so will, then without providing their sons the hardship, 
yeah. then the Suns throw it all. Well, okay. And their responsibility. The will and never, it's not about them. It's not their. Where, where where do you see this happening now? So what about what about all the what about all the veterans from World War Two? Yes. Who, who wanted a better life for their families exactly. for the church. and so now it's like and so every everybody since that time has been like they've forgotten the hardship i want to i want to make a better life for my children i want to make a better life for my children i want to make a better life for my children well what constitutes a better life at this point now we've got it like so easy in and one sense we have no hardship and it's even getting to this is something christine and i were talking about i think we're going to actually do a podcast on it but but we were we were walking and we saw we were walking by a, by a husky station mm-hmm. and it yep. said download our app and you can pay for your gas in the warmth of your car oh before, so you don't even have to get out and like stick your card in the machine anymore right so it's like so every little bit so every little so even having like heated seats in your car for instance so so you don't have to feel the elements so so every little bit of so hardship from the world every bit of hardship is being weaned out. So yeah. we so we don't have to be discomforted at all. We're gonna end up like the. We're, we're gonna, gonna pay like the, the consequences. Oh we yeah, yeah. We're, we yeah. will pay. The or if, if we don't, our kids will. Yeah, our or, grandkids. Well, I mean, we're already paying the consequences. Well, exactly. You know what? You know one thing that I've yeah. noticed throughout history: there's always a barbarian at the gate, <laughs> just right? waiting to take no, over. True though. Yeah. I mean, in Absolutely. fact, he even said it about China. He yeah. has a, a quote where he says, uh, "Heaven has grown weary of China and its luxury and its excess." I am from the barbarian north, and I wear the skins of I. I wear the skins of herders and ride and live mm-hmm. with herders, and I live in the same hut, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, sure it was a harshness and that simplicity. Yeah, that 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 his people's determination to withstand anything, right? That allowed them to cross the freaking desert, yeah. go all the way around, and wipe out their enemy by yeah. surprise. When everyone always took the easy route, yes. you go around the nice. <laughs> nice deforested area, right? But Genghis Khan's yeah. like, no, we're gonna go through the desert, yes, and get there yeah. faster, yeah, right. That's the thing, you know. People yeah. like that is that we don't we don't forget that, uh, and that's one thing that even you know, even though we have we have world comforts and luxury, yeah, let us not forget on whose shoulders that was built. Yes, right. Yeah. You know? Well, how do we how do we maintain that balance then? How, like true. because because this is a common theme, obviously through history. Then yeah, it true. is times of hardship. Trends of prosperity. Well, actually, yeah, I, I saw I saw, I saw a, a Facebook graphic about that or whatever. It's a, it says hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, and good, good times, times create weak men. Create weak men, weak yeah. men create hard times. Yeah. So it's a never-ending so cycle. So, that keeps so it's like how, how do we balance that out? Then you know what, there, there's got to yeah. be a point. There, there's got to be like a tipping point where it's like where there's too much comfort or too little. Yeah. Right, so there must yeah. be a form. I so guess th- there's got to be a balance point. There must be some. But then again, it sort of goes back to what I said too yeah. about it's like, can you have a world without suffering too? Th- this is a whole podcast like on its you, own, uh, yeah. dude. You know, right? Just uncover the truth. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. Buddha, talk, Buddha talks about <laughs> yeah about relating to relinquish everything. Yeah, yeah. but that's about suffering. B- but Buddha I say, also t- doesn't talk about it's it's always a, it's always about minimizing suffering. Yeah, it's not about getting rid of it. It's about minimizing it. Yeah, I see. Suffering is inevitable. True. But it's like, so how can you how can you mitigate it down to its yeah. to the to perhaps sort of its... the ideal of removing suffering entirely is an extreme in itself. I I would say so. I would I would say it's not even possible. So it's not something to aim for. So there. So again, yeah, there 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 has to be a a, a tipping point. Say like getting back to the idea of comfort, there must be a tipping point where 
we need a, where we have just that right amount of discomfort that we just appreciate our comforts that hmm. much more without aiming without saying well i'm this comfortable i'm going to get more comfortable like and, 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 and not have any and discomfort you know, yeah. there's a barbarian your well i actually and did write thing, you know, i did write right, about that the, actually the, and it's funny. yeah you did write about that i had an i wrote an essay well it was kind of like per, i never did anything with it it's just kind of i just want, didn't want to lose the thought and it would be yeah. it was just kind of like an experiment it, be, it sounds kind of a taupe no, it, it, it said it, uh, utopian, utopian, dystopian, dystopian, dystopian. dystopian. I guess kind of is a, the right word, but not. If we if we kind of like a form of uh, of, of controlled, I guess struggle, right, or a form of of managed. Um, like gotcha. I, I started thinking of gotcha. it, you know, I was thinking of you know how the Spartan yeah. kits were sent out. Right. right to the wild, right to yeah, face yeah, these yeah. challenges. Yeah. Now the thing is, we we're don't want to give our kids PTSD. No, right. That's the contrast. But but that that struggle, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Children were meant to swim across the light. But can the lake. we really coddle our kids to the point like we do now? And we it's cannot like, because we like cannot. we like we talked about, and I even like I said, I said it on uh, Fui's podcast too. Yeah. It's just like we are adults for most of our lives. Yep. So it's like, why are we trying to maintain our childhood for so long? I just want my kids to be kids. Okay, that's great. At some point, they have to be adults. Exactly. And it's like, they have to face some kind of hardship and to, that's why to they, be they, proper and, and that's my problem with in schools. They're no losers, no winners. That is, I hate I, that, no, actually. I know. I no, despise that. It's a terrible idea. Award, right? yeah. it's, <laughs> it's already been very, very well proven that it's a horrible idea and that it's that it, that it has failed miserably. It's, it's been, absolutely It's terrible. been well proven. Like, you don't, already, you don't prop anyone up. But, like, it's yeah. funny because they're thinking that they prop... This is what they think they're doing. They think that they're propping people up. Right? right by by so they're bringing people uh, probably blow up but what they're actually but doing the thing is nature teaches us that you can't you can't rip open the butterfly's cocoon that's a good way to put you it, kill yes. it. You, yeah. you rip open you can't do that well because then you have a, if it does live it's a weak butterfly that can't fly you can't rip a kid out of the womb either it'll just die yeah. right <laughs> you know what i mean like you gotta, right. some things take time yeah some, some things need to take their course Right, and what as I was saying, they feel that they're thinking that by making everyone equal, they're propping people up. No, yeah. But what they're no, actually doing is they're down. propping people down or holding people back yes. to make them. Yeah. Instead of making everyone yeah. live like kings, they're making everyone miserably poor. Because not, <laughs> and, and but the thing is, is not everyone is equal. Not everybody. Nope. And that's why know, I don't believe in Genghis equality. Khan was and Genghis Khan. Khan. He was not. He was not a commoner. He was not a commoner, and he. You have to have. And he did those, not have a common life. <laughs> the king. The king has to have followers. Exactly. Too. Some are bred to be kings. Some are born to be kings. Some are born to be followers. And that's why I don't and, believe and in the, equality. I believe in fairness. Right. Right. Well. Well. And which are two maybe, different maybe things. Meritocracy again. Too. That, yes. Because even the lowest commoner, even if he's a, even if he's a one of the sheep following, he still has honor. He still has loyalty. His loyalty. He still has his sense of self. He still has all of those things. And what was uh, you said in in, uh, in Robin Hood? There's a quote: "Every every man is every man what? is is a king here." Every, oh, oh, it was uh, in every in man's the, home is his, no. Every man's home the, is his castle. The, yeah, every man's home is his castle. Every man's home is his castle. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. If, if you if you raise up those qualities in a man, that loyalty, you that, don't you stop making for, them feel like pet like it goes garbage. For, goes for women yeah. too. I, I mean, like, like I said, I don't want to make any d differentiation between the hero and the. We're heroine. talking about the same thing. We just yeah. don't want to go back. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. For the sake of simplicity. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's so you build up those qualities in a person, 
and then wherever they are, they they exactly. they'll feel like a king. That's what we mean. Even if they're following, even if they're just following the king, if they see that the king has their best interests in 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 his heart overall, then they'll follow him to hell and back. Right, they'll follow him to hell and back, and they don't care if they they're not they're just like great. It's like I don't want to lead the kingdom. He can do it because he's doing a fantastic fucking job. So it's yeah. like yeah. If not everybody will be Genghis Khan, but everybody can no. be Genghis Khan everybody in their own life Genghis and in their yes. place. Yes, true. Yeah. And like, also, I remember when we were talking about uh, actually this back to our first movie uh, in Highlander. Yeah, uh, it's about not being af- not being afraid of not being in the spotlight. Yes, right. Like Ramirez, yeah. he doesn't yes. have to be the hero. No, there's no. also on there's also great honor in building that hero. Yes, right in guiding that hero, yeah. like Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, no. even the wheel no that, Gandalf that, is secretly the why, hero. Yeah, you know, he's never be recognized. That, you know? That's that's why the hero transfers into the mentor to raise True. to raise up the next generation of heroes. Exactly, and if they don't, they become yeah. synergy. You know what I mean? What's that? Like, and if they if they refuse to, they yes. become like Sith lords. They yes. become the shadow the power ones, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. It's because yeah. it wasn't Darth Sirius ultimately afraid of Darth Vader. Uh, ultimately, yes, because he wanted to control him. Yeah, exactly. He, he, rather, rather than having him, uh, rather than having him turn into the Jedi hero, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to corrupt him. Turn yes, him into basically one. my but do then, my bidding. But then he, but then he makes him to the point where, like, he he has he he relies on Darth Vader. Uh, well, well, he, or Darth Vader relies on the uh, on the Emperor for his power even though he lusts for that power as True. well yeah. but the emperor is stronger than he is ultimately ah, it's the so same it's... thing that the king versus the shadow king yeah the same yeah, yeah. The same stories True. well i think that, I, I think that's really good gentlemen once yeah. again i, I <laughs> think <laughs> that that was uh Do we have to cup a little bit there yeah uh, no it's not that bad actually so we're, yeah. what are we at just be like we're about, a, we're about a, an hour bang on actually okay so, sweet so cool. we're actually talking so just uh i recommend everyone reads uh the secret history of the mongols I'm or at least lo- you will not be you will not be uh or at least read that book uh it's called Genghis Khan the man who conquered the world I don't remember the actually that's the a moment. good one because it's okay. not entirely Mongolian so it'll be easier to read <laughs> but, but yeah yeah and a lot of things you will not text, be disappointed like it, it, there's a possibility that what we know now might not be a hundred percent since historical texts tend to be rewritten no exactly but it's something yeah. to stand on and that's yeah. what's important yeah I can tell yeah. you one thing there's a reason why one in 200 men is his son. <laughs> that's, something. that's something. Or, I mean, why, like, there's, there were statues of him for a while after he died, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know he didn't build one statue yeah. of himself he, he in threw, his reign. He did not build one single statue of himself in his reign. It no, was all built after no, his death. Have, yeah. They were all built for yeah. him. And he never built a palace. No, because a true, <laughs> well, a true king, well, I mean, he was a... He, was, he always he, lived in the same he, journey. He, he was a nomad, for one. Yeah. So it's they like, had no need for stone walls that can be raided. Right, yeah, right. and it's just like, and he, yeah, and it's like, well, stone walls are cold, actually, too, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah, there's one thing we can learn from the you moments. You need big fires to well, yeah, One thing we can learn from, from our nomadic friends, I guess, is that when shit goes down, they're, they can always be on the move. Yes. They're not tied to anything yeah. but themselves. Yeah. Right? They're almost like biker games. Yeah, they can, they, can, <laughs> they can pick up and go at any moment. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like if that movie, if you put that movie in modern times, it's, it's bikers. like they, they, there would have been biker, there would have been guys on Harleys like all over the place. You know what, <laughs> dude? That's so a cool concept. We'll keep that in the story. It storyboard. kind of is a yeah. cool concept, actually. Like the modern post apocalyptic really biker mongol <laughs> empire. Oh, is that what Mad Max is? 
In Could a way. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I guess so. Those are actually strange movies. I don't know. Those I've are. Never... Have you never seen a Mad Max movie? No, I have. I just I just don't totally, I, I don't relate to them well. Yeah. They were more, so they're more for like. I did like Thunderdome. Thunderdome was fun. It was interesting. They're so weird. They are. They're very, very strange. There's a lot of that post-apocalyptic Australian movies yeah. around that time frame. Like ones that it's like people have never heard of either. Yes. Like, like there's way more of them than just Mad Max are the ones that made it into the spotlight. There's actually like tons of them oh, yeah, that, right. are, that are oh, in that same, that same vein and maybe the same universe kind of thing. So it's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know what it was. It was just a time period in the late 70s. 70s and early 80s where the Australians were just absolutely obsessed like with this. You wonder this what, what leads into that. Why is that that becomes popular? I don't know. know. I'm I not fail, sure Apparently a failing time, economy. Was, you know, because I noticed like apparently, it's apparently, apparently every time that it's funny, it's a funny correlation, but zombie, zombie, zombie movies tend to be more prevalent when the economy is doing badly. Because oh, to be honest, I've always been okay. bored of the zombie genre. I, I could never I, get I've, into it. I never it. liked it. I find it's it like, ridiculous. It's like it's just it's, it's literally AIDS with legs. Yeah, you know what it's, I mean. It's, it's, yeah. I find it extremely boring <laughs> and extremely like it's just kind of like nihilism in that. Well, repetitious. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, and I feel like what it's the same with so much out of the, the Mad thing. Max movies. Yeah, right. Is that and, as we say, nothing ever gets built. It's kind of just this endless. It's kind of yeah. what Genghis Khan's father was warning against. Right. The chaos. Right? Yeah. It's like that. That. Yeah. Sense of, narc- of narcissism. And also, yeah. one problem I have Turned with some movies that honestly you don't really Nihilism. get a good story out of them is just gore porn. A lot of it, yeah. A lot of no. it is just gore porn, and I find yeah. it just very boring and yeah. annoying. Are we still recording? I wasn't sure. We are still recording. Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, I can be just like, fade it out yeah. at any point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be like Genghis Khan. Believe me, that's, that's, that's all yeah. that matters, man. Don't be a reluctant king. Be the king of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And that way, you can change yourself. Yeah. And change your world. Change the world. And or conquer it. <laughs> or Re- conquer it. Yeah, remember. And remember. Change yourself and conquer the world. Intense Mongolian yeah. music. Oh, should I change the tagline to, to that? <laughs> you know what? You should change just yourself put it and later. conquer the world. I like put that. Put it at the bottom. Yeah, slightly. Uh, I am going to do that yeah. for this and one. Mongolian <laughs> throat singer singing intensifies. And if you ever find yourself not being able to. With metal, heavy yeah. metal background. <laughs> yeah, and if you ever find yourself not being able to trust anyone, at least trust is steel by your side. That's all I can say. At the end of the day, your sword's never going to betray you. That's right. <laughs> Unless it breaks and this shard stabs you in the eye or something. True. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta send you the link to those Mongol vans. <clears throat> All right. Good. Well, thanks, guys, once again. Dude, anytime. Wow. Welcome. Uh, yeah.